Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Collectively Coexisting. This month for our Carrier Connections program, we are featuring OTC deficiency or ornithine transcarbamylase deficiency. Carrier Connections is sponsored by Horizon Therapeutics, Sanofi, and Ultragenics Pharmaceutical. Today, I am so excited to have my friend Autumn Prince on the podcast to share her story with OTC deficiency. Autumn is a 30-year-old young adult living in Ontario, Canada with her fiancé and her new dog, Duke. She is a dancer, likes to cook, loves fitness, and loves shopping, and she is living with the rare genetic disorder, OTC deficiency. The past few years, she has been working within the rare disease community and raising awareness and having very important conversations with people about OTC deficiency. We're so excited to have her on the podcast today, and I hope you take the time to listen to her story because she has a lot of very empowering messages to share. Hi, guys. My name is Autumn Prince. Um, I live in Trenton, Ontario, which is just two hours outside of Toronto. Um, I am recently engaged. I'm getting married next year, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> um, so a lot of fun things going on in my life right now. Um, very busy. And then I also, on the side, I work as an advocacy consultant uh, for a company uh, based out of the United States. And I work bringing awareness to people living with OTC like myself in hopes that we can make better changes for the future. That's amazing. Well, first off, congratulations. I did see on your Facebook and that's so exciting, like such an exciting time for you. And, um, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of planning to do, but I'm sure it's, you know, very positive overall and exciting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most of it's already planned. So that's, that's good. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay. So you mentioned a little bit about, um, OTC deficiency. So let's dive in. Um, so when did you first learn about OTC and find out that you are a patient or a carrier, um, whatever you consider yourself to be? I know in OTC, some women are carriers and some women are patients. Um, so yeah, if you could talk a little bit about how you learned of OTC, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. So I was diagnosed when I was an infant. Um, shortly after I was born, I couldn't keep anything down formula wise and I was vomiting like crazy and my parents took me to the hospital and then they finally figured out that it was OTC um, by testing my urine um, and it came back that that's what it was. So they gave me special medications to treat it and they said this is something she'll have for the rest of her life. However, it is manageable. Um, However, that being said, I didn't really learn about it more so until I was a little bit older and obviously my parents had that discussion with me Um, and then I just as I got older, I just kind of was more interested in learning more and more about it. So I just threw myself into it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my backstory a little bit. Great. And so when your family first learned out, uh, found out that you had OTC, so of course, as you know, OTC is X-linked. So males are more severely affected, but females can also be affected. Um, but there's unfortunately still a lot of misinformation out there about females with excellent conditions. So was your family told like, you know, that you were a carrier or were they just told you flat out had OTC and that you had symptoms and you had the disease? So originally I think they thought I was a carrier. However, they did go and test both sides of my family more than once. And it came back that no one in my family had it both sides. Um, that being said, I mean, 
who knows, like they could have been missed along the lines. Like I say all the time, my dad passed away almost 10 years ago now and he was waiting for a liver transplant. And it wasn't until a year after he was gone and I kind of put the pieces together and thought, this is like the way he was when he was sick is very much how I am when I'm sick. Mm. And it took that happening for me to kind of be like, yeah, like I really think he had it and it was just missed, but I mean, that's something I'll never know. Um, so there is a chance I can pass it down to my kids. There is like a 50% chance that they can get it and a 50% chance that they could not. Um, but so I'm technically considered a carrier, even though it doesn't run in the bloodline. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. We have a bunch of people in the Remember the Girls group who they're the first like person affected in their family. Like as far as they know, the mutation started with them. But um, like you said, you know, sometimes there are things that come up where you can't always get the answers, especially if someone has passed away. I know mm-hmm. in my family, we've tried to like go on ancestry.com and look through like death records to try to figure out like how far back ALD goes. But, you know, since these diseases are rare, and a lot of them were only defined in like the last hundred years. A lot of times, like people in the death records will say, oh, they died of like pneumonia or, or something, especially with I know OTC, like if people have it and they have um, an episode and their ammonia gets too high, you know, they can have like a more sudden death. So you can imagine that like way back then that could be thought to be like a million different things before OTC was like discovered and could be tested for. But um that's really interesting, but that makes me, you know, also think you mentioned uh, you have 50% chance of passing it down and um, you are, you know, getting married soon. So how has being, you know, affected by OTC impacted your life in the future, especially in terms of being like a young woman and in relationships and stuff like that? If you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always, I'm very much an open book. So (laughs) like going into any relationship, um, I've just kind of been very open book and I'm like, Hey, this is me, believe it or take it. Like, if you don't like it, then just deal, like deal with it. Um, so when I met my fiance, actually, I very much, even though a lot of people are like, wow, that's really soon for you to tell him. And I'm like, I don't care. Like I'm going to, and it was probably like not even two weeks into dating and I was like hey this is what I have I'm like I'm like I'm gonna make a joke out of this and say I come with a lot of baggage but I literally like there's a lot to deal with here so I'm like you can take it or leave it I'm like it's up to you and he was very supportive about it and um just wanted to learn more came to my appointments with me and which was great to see um so I mean it helps when you find the right person who is supportive and wants to like learn more about it and just is there to like just support you and try and help you as much as you can because obviously it's one thing for someone to help you and I'll say this all the time people but no one knows what it's like until you're actually physically living in that it person's body and you know what they're going through so it's 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 hard sometimes but I tr- like I try to do my best um, just to like explain what I can to him and be like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I need, right? Um, and just really voice what I need in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's so great, you know, that he's been so supportive. And I'm totally agree with you that I feel like talking about it earlier 
is just easier, especially with people like us where, you know, we go out and we share our story. It's also like, if someone looked us up on the internet, it would be pretty easy for them to figure out. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I found that a lot of people feel that way too. Like they'd rather know from the beginning and see, you know, if this person reacts poorly, like maybe like that's not the right person for me. So that's great, you know, that um, you told your fiance early on and that he's been supportive and have gone, has gone to your appointments. And um, I think that's, you know, the ideal for everyone, really. Yeah. So my next question is, I know we've been connected for like a few years now, even three or four years, but when and how did you first find Remember the Girls? Oh, my goodness. I was trying to think of that. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember what year it was because it was so long ago, but I actually just came across it because one day I was just again this was before I started working for the pharmaceutical company and I was getting like more and more into advocacy work and I really was just throwing myself into it anytime I had a spare moment and I just like looked up online I believe like a bunch of like groups um and I was like there's gotta be something out there and I think I went to like the UCD and common or whatever and a website and I was able to somehow find your group and then I started looking more into it and then I was like oh I should join this so I just started joining like all of the groups that I could right and I was like this is so cool that this is like all like females too I was like that's amazing (laughs) because like there was nothing like that right so it was so cool to see something like that yeah I I feel like it's a big surprise for a lot of people I mean it was for me when I found out that there was like all these X-linked diseases, like I had known that ALD was carried on the X chromosome, but I had no idea that there was hundreds of other X-linked diseases. And I feel like when women find our group or learn about it, they have that similar like aha moment where they're like, wait, like I had no idea that like there was a thing and there's a community for this and that, you know, I can connect with women, not only in my own disease, but all these other X-linked diseases too, who can relate with me. I think there's like a lot of power in that for sure. Mm-hmm, definitely. Okay, so in just a few words, um, what does the term carrier mean to you? Um, so I think the term carrier is really different to every person, right? And depending on their experience in their life, for me, the term carrier, I don't let it define me as I think what some people do. Um, and I look at it and think that's only a small part of me. Um, and and yes, this is something that like may impact my life big, but it's only that little piece of me. So I'm not going to let it like define me and carry me through life in a negative way. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, right? But at the same time, that being said, um, I know in my mind when I hear the word carrier, it means that when I have children of my own, there's a chance that they could get it. Um, And I hope that they don't, but I am realistic about that there is that chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just knowing, you know, the like knowing the percent chance, knowing, you know, what options exist for you. It's just so important to just at least know what's out there and be prepared for like whatever may happen. I feel like that knowledge, having that before starting a family is, so valuable. Like, I feel like we're so lucky, you know, that we know. Um, so then we can decide what we want to do, or at least be prepared for the future. Cause of course, so many babies that are born with these conditions 
Um, especially I know in the case of OTC, a lot of affected individuals need like immediate um, treatment. They need to immediately be put on a special diet. So it's like, you would need to know right away if your baby has it. And the fact that, you know, you have the gene, you know, that it just makes it so much easier and gives your future children, you know, if you do have children naturally, like so much of a better chance of being able to live and manage this condition. So that knowledge Mm -hmm. is definitely power for sure. Yep. What is something that you wish more people knew about carriers and female patients uh, with OTC deficiency? Um, I think when people think that we're OTC and like that has to do with your liver and all that, I think they think that looking at like both female and male that they're both kind of affected the same way or it's like their quality of life is not as great. Um, whereas that's not the case for everyone. Um, it's really case by case and it's really depends on like your genes and it depends on medical history, right? And it really depends on that one specific person. Um, because I have met so many people over the years, again, like I'll say more as I've gotten into advocacy work, I've talked to more people, met more people, met more families and kids and teenagers um, who live a perfectly, I hate using the word normal, but but, uh, perfectly normal life um, and are able to manage it um, and enjoy their life. Um, but it doesn't run their life. Right. And that's how I am. I try my best to say to people all the time, this is only part of me. I'm not going to let this run my entire life. Um, yes, I have days where it's like worse than others, but who doesn't? That's anything, right? (laughs) Like, yeah, I think that's, that's such an important message for sure. Um, Okay, zooming out a little bit and thinking about the X-linked community as a whole and remember the girls, what do you think our future holds? Um, Obviously, we face a lot of challenges being females impacted with these conditions, but what would you kind of hope um, for the future of the remember the girls community? Um, I think I would love to see like more female-based groups. I would love to see just more support groups put in place. just more knowledge in general to the public, um, just about OTC and other genetic disorders, because the lack of knowledge is really there. Like you walk into any hospital and if you say, I have this, and like I've ran into this struggle for years and I still do when I'm in my thirties <laughs> and I can say like, Hey, I have this and blah, 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 and give them my whole background. And they're like, huh? And they look at you like you have three heads right and yeah I know I'm not the only one so I I think just the lack of knowledge that's there um and I think that'll that'll grow as um we move forward into the future and there's better technology and things but I really just think that there just needs to be a spotlight shined more on like certain conditions because obviously there's some get more focused than others which is great but I think they should all equally get the same Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one good way um, is just progressing research. So have you been involved in any research efforts for OTC? Um, The only one I know of was when I was like a 
little kid, I was uh, through Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. Um, I did a research study, um, but that was the only one that I am aware of that I've ever been part of. Got it. Okay. So if you could go back, um, well, it's this question is kind of hard because you were diagnosed as a baby, but how about what is something that you would tell your younger self, say, when you were like six or seven years old and living with OTC? What's something you would tell yourself knowing what you know now? Um, I would tell myself that you're going to get through it and it's not it's it's not going to define your whole life and that it's going to get better. Like, that's what I would continue to tell myself because. I think not only for myself, but for many others, that's something, and regardless of whether it's OTC, it could be any genetic disorder. It's something people struggle with all the time, all the time. And I know as a kid, I struggled with it. Like I could have the best support system in the world, but I would still sit there and say all the time to people, you don't understand what I'm going through. I understand you're trying to support me, but all the support in the world is great. But at the end of the day, unless you're physically living in my body and feeling what I'm going through, you don't understand. So 100%. So saying something like that, I feel like is huge. Yeah, definitely. That's such a great message. Okay. So this has been such a great interview, Autumn. Um, but I have one final question for you. Yeah. And this is one that we ask to all of our group members that we interview. But when you think of the, when you think of remember the girls, what is the first word that comes to mind? power. I love it. Haven't heard that one yet, but I love it. <laughs> really? That's, that's really surprising that you haven't heard that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's usually like community support, which are great, but I love power because yeah, I mean, we are like taking our power back as females with these conditions coming from, you know, communities that are under-researched yeah. and that face obstacles when it comes to family planning and so many other things. Like I love power and I think we need to make that part of our slogan now because that's a great word to associate with our group <laughs> well thank you all right well do you have any final words this was so great and I was I'm so happy to have you on just to share more about OTC and what you do um no I don't really have any more words but thank you so much for having me on and taking the time out today to do this with me it was great <laughs>